on the east coast I feel really bad <laughs> yeah it's terrible and the folks in Texas yeah. I have one friend who has their power out for 60 hours <gasps> oh isn't that awful yeah the yeah. Pa- the power outages and the cold yep it's not fun I'm from Nebraska originally so <laughs> we know cold and I know I don't like being there <laughs> in the cold so Yep. Yeah, I live okay. I live back east too and I'm not I'm and it's okay to visit but I don't want to live there. <laughs> exactly. My daughter hasn't seen snow yet and my husband's like, That's a problem I'm like, No it's not <laughs> <laughs> She's five, she can she can see snow when she's older. <laughs> it's funny because I'm a California native, so until I was about seven I hadn't seen snow in place, but when I was about six, five or six, we had a plumber come down from, um, I, I think he was up in the foothills or something, one of the lower level, but there was snowing there. So when he came on his truck, there was snow in the back of the truck. Wow. So my brother and I had never seen snow up close. We saw it on television, but we'd never seen it up close. <laughs> so we both took the snow from the truck and started running into the house and my dad stopped us and he said, where are you guys going? I go, we're going to put it in the freezer so we can keep it. (laughs) Awesome. My my dad said, when you put snow in the freezer, it becomes ice. It's not snow anymore. (laughs) Well, that's a good point. Good point. But then you have ice. See, it's great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what do you want? We were little. (laughs) Like, don't throw it at anybody. No ice balls, then you're good. Yeah. I mean, hey, we wanted to keep it. We hadn't seen it ever before, and we wanted to keep it. I know. I know, like, whenever we'd make a snowman or something, we would want to keep it. Like, let's keep it. How do we keep it? Could we put it in the freezer? We don't have room, obviously. For a whole snowman? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'd always think about it. We'd always be like, how do you keep that thing? Yeah, we never made really big snowmen, I guess, but... Still, nothing that we have. You couldn't put them in the freezer, for sure. When we were little, we lived in, um, well, we lived in the Midwest, and we lived in uh, the East Coast, and one of the places we lived was in New Jersey. And we had, it froze so badly in our backyard, we ice skated in our backyard. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. How, uh, it was like, just like an inch of ice, or like several inches, or... I don't know. It was like we had we had a lot of snow, so and then the ice came. Uh, it rained and and the rain froze over the snow, so it was just cool. it was pretty solid. Yeah, it's fun when you're a kid. Not so fun when you're an adult. <laughs> oh, I know. That's all my dad was doing. Con- yeah. Is complaining about the ice on his car. Yeah, or shoveling the driveway. Oh yeah, he like had that, that too. He hated our neighbor because they had one of those automatic snow machines, which he did not have, and he had to use the old-fashioned shovel. Oh, <laughs> uh, snow part? Yeah, we always, when we were kids, we'd, we'd love to 
we, we would have loved to borrow the neighbor's snowblowers, too, but we never did. Nope. Nope. Those are the retired people with the snowblowers. Those are the guys that go around and do the whole sidewalk and other people's driveways and things like that for them. It's really sweet. That's nice. That's that's a nice person. Yeah. That really is. That was really sweet. I one of the nice things about living back there was the snow. When you woke up and they had you had that hazy kind of thing when you look out your window you knew it snowed and then you ran to your parents bedroom to see if you're going to have to go to school <laughs> you, were, you get all excited oh, because they said okay school's off for your district <laughs> you have to listen to the radio to find out if your school got announced and then all these other schools get announced and you may not even have gotten it you may not have gotten out of school so then you get disappointed or you have to go listen to it all over again because you start in the middle and you want to make sure you didn't miss it at the beginning. That's exactly yeah. it. I remember. I remember. <laughs> well, I, I Texas also gets hurricane days sometimes. Uh, we got snow days. Now they have hurricane and, and snow days. I actually, um, I never actually uh, been through a hurricane. I've been through almost every other natural disaster. Been tornado. I've been through earthquakes. I've been through flooding, mudslides. <laughs> I've never done flooding or mudslides. The um, you know, tornadoes never like directly above us or anything like. But you know, tornado warnings when there's tornadoes nearby. And uh, gosh, the um, earthquakes obviously out here. At hurricanes, same thing. It's not. Like, they just didn't get close. Like, we'd have a hurricane warning, we'd be expecting one, but either it would die down and not be so bad, or it would be, um, it would, like, veer off and go somewhere else, and we'd be really lucky, because, like, it'd be huge ones. So we were, we, we lived in Florida for a while, but we were more inland, so it wouldn't have affected us that too much. Yeah, and I think hurricanes and, and tornadoes are much more scary because they happen every year. Oh yeah, like, like, like clockwork almost, you know. Because earthquakes is like basically, at least in California, it's like every twenty years or so, major quake. Major quake. I I I get nervous on the little quakes. I guess it's because I didn't live here all my life. But I have a friend who's a geologist who's like, eh, it's just they're just releasing pressure. It's actually good that we're having there. She makes me feel better about it. It Every is. That's ex <laughs> that's true. And and I don't get nervous until it's like a four. Because I've been through two majors. Yeah. So it's, it gets you, maybe you recognize them. Maybe your brain would recognize it fast. Like Actually, when the Northridge quake came, I thought it was, uh, I did not know what was going to hit us. I thought it was a small quake. When it started, it started so slow. Oh. Maybe slow is bad. <laughs> That's the sign of that. I don't know. Because um, it started as a rolling quake. And then all of a sudden, it felt like something hit the. It it it, it was like bolts and sort of. North are just three different fault lines. So, we it, the it was the San Andreas, it was the um, Northridge, and there was the Woodland Hills fault. And nobody even knew about the Woodland Hill fault. That that was a new fault. And all three hit at the same time but in like not the same time at different times but between that's why it was so bad <laughs> it was like a, something was pinched or something in between there <laughs> oh wow it felt like you're in a, a coffee grinder when it was at its height it was horrible it was the scariest thing i've ever been through ever I believe it. I don't, yeah, those are, that'd be the stuff of nightmares for me to go through one of those. And I have a couple of friends who were telling stories about it that, you know, like, oh yeah, I, I happened to fall asleep on the couch and if I hadn't, this bookcase would have fallen on my head and I would be dead, you know? And I'm thinking, well, how does this near death thing happen to so many people that I know? And I'm thinking, oh, because the other people wouldn't, I wouldn't know them. <laughs> they, would have, they would have died. Like, it's pretty scary. Yeah. So yeah. Me, Really bad things happened during that earthquake. That Northridge quake, yeah, uh, that was a hard. I mean, it had that was everything. It was, it was, it was gas leaks and fires and 
freeway collapses and it was it was all of the different things that can happen in an earthquake at the same time. Oh yeah, another friend was telling me about that that they were traveling uh or something during during the earthquake, but then they they somebody said you probably want to run you probably want to fly home early and he was like why and he was talking about the earthquake and uh, apparently like when he came back there was gas problems all along Ventura Boulevard here that main strip in in the valley mm-hmm. um, and then we live not far from there and so it's, it's weird to hear these stories about like just the area you live in now like apparently oh, like I guess all the gas mains broke and were leaking all along the whole street or something I mean that it sounds really scary. It was like it was. It was all over though. It was it Reseda Boulevard. It was Chatsworth. It was Devonshire. It was all the major streets. There, there was uh, fire lines um, from gas. Well, I should say gas lines. Fires from gas lines all across the San Fernando Valley. Wow, that's scary. And that's another one. The wildfires. Those, those are scary in themselves. Well, that's every year, and I hate them, but. When you're when you're a California kid and you grow up in the valley, you're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 live in the valley now, and it's uh, I'm not used to it yet. I don't think I will get used to it. But I, have you had one? Like I haven't I lived know, there yeah. for a while, so I have to ask: Have you had one where it went across the entire rim of the valley yet? The whole, no, I, I don't think so. No, uh, sort of like. We're surrounded on three sides a little bit, but not not all the way not all the way surrounded. We had that a couple times. Oh, I see. I keep getting told that with global warming and stuff, it's getting worse here. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, we there was always fires. Um, the worst one I can remember was in college. It was in October. Uh, Santa Ana's were going, and it was a fire all the way from. <clears throat> Chatsworth and went all the way around the entire valley. Basically, there was only one route out, and that was right through the hills toward Agora, and there was fires on both sides of that, too. So, it was really scary. That was the scariest thing I ever Huh? And people would have to get out, because they'd be evacuating. Yikes. They actually couldn't. People were stuck in their cars trying to get home. Yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah, I think they training. they did like um, fire breaks. I know there was a fire break above us in Chatsworth, and I think there was a fire break in um, in Woodland Hills too, to get you know. But that fire went through the hills all the way down to Malibu. Wow! I mean, it was a huge one. Big, yeah. Do you guys get them that bad in San Diego? We get them bad, yeah. Not as bad as that, but I mean, I don't live in an area where it's, 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 I mean, I live in a valley, but it doesn't seem to have the same kind of, so far knockwood, the same kind of fire danger as when I was in the San Fernando Valley. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, that's, um... But I do live in a valley still. I moved from a valley to a valley. Different valley, yeah. <laughs> and everyone just calls it the valley. When I first moved out here, we lived in Long Beach, and I, you know, people say the valley, I had no clue where, where was that. Now I do. <laughs> well, I never knew there was any other valley. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I guess you grew up here, you'd be like, this is the valley. What do you mean the valley in San Fran? Well, I never even knew that. It was the mountains between uh, the San Fernando Valley and Los Angeles because we always called that over the hill. So I thought it was oh. hill because it was called Woodland Hills and all the hills, <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> Hills. They're small. I never. I never really thought of it as a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny because just, but it's funny. I live. I've. Li- I have been lived there for like eight years now, and when I draw, I when I visit home, not right now because of lockdown. I haven't been there for a bit, but when I do go to LA, and I drive over the 405 heading toward the valley, and especially at night and have the lights, 
I, you get that feeling of home. I still do. Oh yeah, you know, I haven't lived here that long, but but yeah, there's it is it's this it's just a view. It's like this beautiful view of the basically mountains with lights on them, and yeah, I I could I could get that. I I get a special feeling when I drive there too, and it's I don't think it's the carbon monoxide from all the cars. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I um exactly you're talking about on the 405 going north. Yep. Every time. Every time. And it's weird because um I lived in Chicago for a while as an adult. And um when I drove when I flew home and I drove over that, it was like, god, do I really want to go back to Chicago cuz it's like I just love the, that view. <laughs> I love Chicago. I did. I really did. I just didn't like the tornadoes. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, I, the, the cold there is what would get me too. I think. I mean, tornadoes are one thing, but cold is all through the month. You know, you get a tornado once or twice a year, right? Yeah, but I was only there for six months, so I didn't get the cold. Oh, oh that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, they have the lake effect there, I guess, and so it gets really, really cold there. I only got the tornadoes and well, I got the summer. And I got the, I got some of the seasons. I just didn't get the That's tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not the tornadoes. I didn't get the cold. I got the tornadoes. I miss the pizza. I love the yeah, pizza. I Chicago. I used to visit a lot, and it was, yeah. I also, I but I don't like the rainstorms. The thunder. Oh, no, I the thunder is so much louder in the Midwest than it is in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, simply enough, because, you know, you've got Valley, you would think that they would, like, echo off of the sides of the mountains or something like that, but I, I don't know if it's, the mountains are breaking it up or something. I but think yeah, it, you're it right. actually protects you. The mountains protect you from the, the horrible crack that... Yeah, they must be doing something, absorbing some of it or, yeah getting in the way. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed when we moved to Long Beach that suddenly there were no thunderstorms. Like, we lived in Nebraska and Florida and tons of thunderstorms. In Florida, you had one every day because it would, like, go across the the Gulf, from the, uh, from the Gulf across to the Atlantic Ocean and, or the other way around, I think, sometimes. And it, you, you would expect, like, at a certain time in the afternoon, there will be a thunder shower. It'll last, like, 15, 20 minutes. And then you'll be dry within the next five, <laughs> you know, because it's so hot. It just feel like it's humidity again, and you you go on about your day. Uh, with and it, and Lakeland, I think, is the lightning capital of the United States. Uh, it's like right between the, t- the two uh, the two water areas, the two coasts, and it it has the most lightning strikes per capita, I guess, <laughs> of the United States, from what I understand. Gosh. Uh, so we have probably have to check that and see that's fake news. But, um, but yeah, but it'd be over quick and it's no big deal. In Nebraska, you get a big, huge thunderstorm and it would just last forever and it just make these loud, huge noises with beautiful, beautiful lightning. And I did, I found I missed that a little bit, um, after we left. And I don't know why. I mean, it's not something you really want to be around a lot, but maybe just just to see it every once in a while would be kind of cool. My first time landing in Chicago, it was night, it was raining, and it was thundering and lightning, and I didn't know where I was going. It took me almost two hours to get home because I did, I went the wrong way on the tollway because there's no signs aren't like they were in Los Angeles, and I was I had to get off the freeway, stop at a restaurant, get something to eat, and ask how to get there. Because yeah. I was, they actually booked that. me on the other side of Chicago from where my, um, I had to go all the way across the city of Chicago and to go to the suburb that my work was at. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then doing that during commuting hours would probably be just really rough. Yeah, that too. And I had to pay the tolls and all this other stuff. I didn't, I was prepared for the tolls. I was prepared for everything but the darkness, thunder, lightning, rain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I seem to remember getting lost the first couple times I was out there, too. I probably got lost every time I was there, honestly, you know. (laughs) Well, it's the way they, 
It's the way they mark the freeway. They just, yeah, they put the street names. They don't put the cities. Something, yeah. But I, and I grew up like that though. We didn't have cities, and in fact, when you're in a strange area, cities don't help you because you don't know where the cities are in relationship to where you are. So I, I think it should it should work. Uh, it's just there's something there's something about it. I remember getting lost there too. It was, uh, it's, it's, it's really like a. Anyway, I, it sounds like I hate it. I love Chicago. I love the museums there. I love the theater there. I like the pizza. <laughs> There's yeah, some really great restaurants good. there. <laughs> yep. The people were very nice. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, great. They need just to fix those red signs or something. Yeah. No, I, I recall being lost there <laughs> every time, I think. So. Yeah. I... And you ask the guys on the toll, and they tell you, but in a way that it's like still confusing. Mhm. Well, and you're well, you're in a hurry, right? You don't want to hold up the cars behind you, and you're kind, you know. So it's hard to hard to get it all anyway. So yeah. yep, totally. It was oh, uh, <laughs> so Chicago, lost city. I loved Chicago. Really, it was great. I it was like. Yeah. It was it was the, my decision to go to Chicago was the weirdest decision I've ever made in my life. I was work I was a travel agent, and my my I I worked a a great thing. I was a corporate travel agent who got permanent positions through a travel placement position. So I would have a contract how long I would be at each corporate uh, place that I was. Doing, being the travel agent. My time at the uh, company I was working at was coming to a close, and I called the agency to find out they have another. They said, well, we don't have anything, but we have something open in Chicago. Would you be willing to do it? And I was like, sure. I've never been to Chicago. Wow. And how long was the contract for? for six, their, months. six months. Yeah, you, know, you could live anywhere for six months, right? Right. But did you, I mean, did you have to move all your stuff? Or you no, no. And they they put you up. They it's it's really easy. They put you up at one of those resident like um, executive hotels, like the Hampton Inn type thing that we have here. Okay. Yeah. And so you, they even have like a little grocery store in there. Nice. In the hotel, they have laundry. They have a grocery store. You have a suite. I mean, it's almost like being in a home, except you're in a hotel and you don't have to clean. Yeah, that's that's nice. That's a good part of it. Yeah. Um, but they, did they fix it so you were moved to the right area? No, I was in. Is okay. They book because it was a travel agent booking for another travel agency. When I the the way it was the deal was once a month I could go home on a weekend and visit my family and then come back because we it, for free tickets. So, but the thing is, for those tickets, they would book us on whatever airport was available. And my first time, it was the wrong airport. Okay, got it. Yeah, there's two airports out there. Yep, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, they booked me into, um, I think O'Hare would have been closer, and um, what's the other airport? Can't the remember. O'Hare's the one I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's the big airport. And then there's another one, Midway. 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 They booked gotcha. me into Midway, and Midway was so far away. And, you know, if you, unless you've been there before, you may not realize. I didn't. I just was like, yeah. oh, goody, I'm in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we used to drop a lot of times to Chicago because that was yeah we were in Nebraska, so it's not, not that far of a drive. Or we cut through Chicago for something or whatever. Yeah. And the other thing we got to do, we went to Wisconsin for a baseball game with some of the people from the agency I was working at. That was fun. So I've been to Wisconsin one time Wisconsin. for a baseball we, game. We, <laughs> There, uh, we we went through a place called Wisconsin Dell, 
and it's like the biggest Midwestern tourist trap you could possibly think of. It's like all the stuff they have here, like a Guinness Book of World Records, and uh, you know, like on Hollywood Boulevard, um, and that kind of stuff. Uh, it was very cool. Um, I wish we'd had more time to kind of stop and do stuff there when we were going through. That, that was my big impression of Wisconsin when <laughs> went through Wisconsin Dells. Yeah, I, it's just, you, that was, like I said, it was weird decision making. Well, I've never been there before. Yeah. I didn't have a job and I didn't, and the thing is, is that my I, my father was still with us so he could check my house and, my, and run my car so my car would be okay and everything. So, it, it was all cool. <laughs> you didn't have kids to worry about and no. stuff like that. And no, no. Why not? Why not to go there, especially with six months? So you could live anywhere for six months, and that's actually about the minimum time you'd want to really get to know a city and enjoy it and make friends there. If it wasn't for the tornadoes and the upcoming cold, I might have extended it because they wanted me. Oh, that's good. But I didn't. (laughs) I think if I could live anywhere in the country, I I might choose Orlando. That was, uh, we didn't live in Orlando, but we could drive to it, and it was always fun, like, doing Disney World, and, and, uh, I Love the Adventures, the other, the Universal Park that we liked the best there, um, and just, you know, it was very, very chill, uh, they were good about signs, you could find anything, because it's a tourist area, so you could easily find stuff, their signs were great, <laughs> um, and the weather was good most of the time except for that you know 20 in the summer the 20 minutes of rain shower that you get and then you go on with your life uh, I guess the only thing there is besides the hurricanes and the alligators to worry about yeah that well, would be worrisome is alligators eating you worry <laughs> uh, about those you know you can't go swimming in the lake um, you can swim in the ocean not as likely to get eaten by a shark as an alligator uh, you have to be careful walking your dogs and if you have small kids and stuff like that around any large bodies of water. Uh, I worked at a company there that had um, they had a, a big lake in between all the all the corporate office buildings. And they had this sign and it said something like, uh, you know, it's against the law to feed the alligators because there's some statutes that, you know, they don't want them to come back, right? They keep coming back for food. So um, it's sort of like it's against the law to eat the alligators, and the, or to feed the alligators. And on the back of the sign it says it's against the law to eat the humans, with the exceptions of the VPs and above. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah. At least somebody there had a sense of humor. Somebody had a sense of humor, definitely. Maybe they just didn't like the VPs and above. Maybe someone just messed with their VP, I guess. <laughs> Maybe they they add more danger insurance when you became a vice president. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we didn't see a lot of them. We saw one on a golf course once. You're clear of it. They leave you alone. For the most part. You saw an alligator on a golf course? Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't really play golf because um, it takes me like a hundred hits to hit the ball and my dad will go... Hey, Shane, why don't you just pick up the ball and we'll go to try the next one? <laughs> so I've made you play golf twice or three times in my life. Uh, but but that, was, that was memorable. My parents were visiting. We decided to go golfing. And uh, we got to see an alligator stunning himself on a golf course. Pretty neat. We were, I think we had, I think we might have happened to have a golf cart that time. Can't remember. Yeah, we did, I think. So we kind of just, you know, went around it as far as we could. And it's easier, too, when you have a golf cart you go across the whole course if you need to and come back. God. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I wanted would want to kind of face up to one of them. <laughs> and that one was actually a big one. Like, most of the time, they're kind of small. And you see them in the lake. Like, we, we have these really nice apartments because um, we're kind of a little outside the city. Uh the apartments themselves weren't that nice, but the grounds were nice. And, and I say that because they were going to be renovating them. So we got kicked out of our apartment within like a year so that they could renovate. They like kicked everybody out of the apartment building. 
Um, but the outside was just gorgeous, a beautiful lake. And there was the alligator that lived in there. You could see him every once in a while. It's like our lake alligator. They, they only let them get up to be a certain size, I guess. And they can't trap, uh, trap them underneath that size. But once they get to be a certain size, they can, they can send trappers in to get them and release them. That's what I've heard. I don't know if that's actually true or if it's still true. Uh, but so you wouldn't see a big one normally. You would just see lower ones. Well, I know that's what they oh. do in Australia because they showed it on the show that um, they pick up Australia. Uh, they pick up uh, gators or no crocs. That's crocs in Australia, and uh, trap them and then re- release them in a safer uh, place Safe. for them. Really, more than us for them, safer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, safer for them. Yeah, because they could get ran over or shot. Like people, uh, you're not supposed to. They're protected species, but I, I think people would shoot them and stuff. I mean, they were probably scared. So it is safer for the for them as well as for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like um, they 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 have a place for um, kangaroos. Um, okay. a, a, actually, uh, a lady runs it, and her name is Doolittle. I kind of thought it was cute. Her name is Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> but she she takes care of kangaroos. Um, a lot of them are. Um, are uh, orphaned because of car accidents. Somebody hit the mother with their car and orphaned the babies. Shoot. Isn't that sad? That's very sad. I guess they don't worry about the alligator orphans as much. But <laughs> well, no, they're, they're moved, too. They're, they're protected. Actually, Australia has a really good ecology thing. Yeah, but you kind of have to. I mean, isn't it very delicate? Their whole balance there. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I think there's... Is it there? There's one island where you're not allowed... uh, Tourists aren't allowed to go because it's completely a wildlife preserve for birds and animals. Nice. We should do that. (laughs) Yeah. We could take Philadelphia, for example, and turn it (laughs) I have some friends from Philly. They'll get a kick out of that. <laughs> Poor um, Philadelphia. Yeah. Always the butt of every joke. I <laughs> <No>. know. <laughs> and they like it. They enjoy being being popular. <laughs> uh, the the one the other thing I remember about there's two other things I remember about alligators. They um in a in a heavy rain, which we used to get them quite a bit, right, in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd be they have drainage ditches on the sides of the roads. The roads were a little bit higher so that, you know, they wouldn't flood, right? Makes sense. But then there'd be, on the sides of the road, there'd be drainage ditches, and they'd probably be about three three feet high, maybe. And during a heavy rain, you'd often see alligator eyes in those drainage ditches alongside the road. <laughs> and I remember people saying to check your car, you know, look under your car before you go to your car. You don't want to run into alligators during mating season and stuff hiding under cars. Oh my god. I don't know if that's just to scare the tourists or whatever. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing little eyes peeking up in those little drainage dishes every once in a while. And then um, the other thing they used to say, and I don't think this was true, they used to say well, if, if you run into an alligator and you have to run away, you run zigzags because they have a hard time turning. <laughs> they had to run in a zigzag pattern. <laughs> Can you just see the people doing that? <laughs> hey, it might work. I don't know. I have to look it up. Okay. I did some research for a script once, and uh, and because I was thinking, well, could they just climb a tree to get away from the alligator? No, alligators can kind of climb a little bit. They can get up to like six feet, uh, or those crocs, I think. But I'm, I'm guessing it's very similar. I was researching crocs at the time. Uh, so yeah, they can actually climb. Uh, like a lot of times they climb up trees uh, that are out over the water and they'll kind of climb up I don't know about a lot but they, I've seen photos of it um, and they'll but they may kind of try to look out for prey there or whatever from up on above the tree I, I think it's really interesting I, I think I, it's weird all the talent that well they're ancient so you think maybe that's why they've been around a long time 
Yeah, because they're yeah, because they're adaptable, smart. They're prehistoric, so they've been around longer than we have, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, sure. And they might be smarter than us too, isn't it? I don't, <laughs> don't get on Facebook and Twitter, so. Well, I don't. Well, I I I don't know about that. Uh, not alligators. Other things are smart. I want. I hell. I think animals are smart. Most animals are. My cat's smart. You know, she she understands and she uses it against us. <laughs> yeah, I guess you need opposable thumbs to doom scroll. So. <laughs> might just be the cat. Oh, she's amazing. She she figures out like, oh, you you do this every day. So, like, if I uh, get up, I go to the bathroom, I go in the uh, kitchen, I start making my breath. She knows my schedule, so she'll follow me. <laughs> sometimes oh she'll go, yeah. Sometimes she'll go ahead of me. Yeah. So our bodies would listen for things like uh, the the water turning on when we rinse their vegetables. Or say, and they'd come running over the can opener. If it was somebody in a can, they'd come running over for their food. Yeah, they cool. One of them, um, one of our bunnies was blind. She she got cataracts, and um, it was pretty early on. I think she was only like six years old. And the other bunny figured out that we wouldn't feed them unless they were both there, because he'd eat all the food. So we would. Um, so what would happen is we'd start to open the the pumpkin with their favorite. We'd open a can of pumpkin. And we started to put on the plate and stuff, and he'd run over and get her. And so he was like a seeing eye bunny to get her to come over to the plate. Like he'd run over, and she'd follow him a little bit. If she get lost, he'd go back to her and come back. And it was really cute to watch them do that. Like they're pretty smart. And, 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 <laughs> and they were hungry. Yeah, it's <laughs> small, but they find ways to do things. Food is foremost for most pets. That's the most important thing of the day. Yep. That yeah, it makes me wonder if you're feeding them enough. <laughs> they had access to hay all the time, so they could eat whenever they wanted. Yeah. And and sleep. Those are the two things. Yeah, they have their favorites. They like to sleep all day. Well, my cat. And except when she gets her crazies, because she's still a kitten. <laughs> what does she do when she gets her crazies? Does she run around? Runs around like a maniac. Cute. Yeah. You just gotta stay out of her way. Yeah, bunnies do something that's called binkies. They'll do the running around thing, but then they'll also, like, sometimes do these little jumps in the air. Um, <laughs> like, they run and jump, and sometimes they pop up like popcorn. It's really cute. Well, she's also... I've never seen a cat do this. She does somersaults. I mean, head under somersaults, full-on somersaults. I have never seen a cat do that before. I've never seen any animal do that before. I guess you've got, like, pangolins and stuff that should do that for protection, but I've, I've never seen, a like, a pet do that. That's amazing. She Usually she's involved with a play, like chasing her stick toy or the red light or something like that, and she'll be trying to get it and she'll do a somersault. I never saw oh. any cat do that before. That's hilarious. She's just the go-getter. <laughs> <laughs> you want that stick or that laser pointer thing? <laughs> well, a stick toy has like a like a fluffy thing or like um, yarn or something that it's for her to chase. It's not yeah. the stick itself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's not like a dog. I'm yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to imply that. <laughs> She's not playing fetch. She's playing feather. <laughs> Although cats can play fetch, but not with a stick. Um, oh. You like you could take um, one of her. Well, Ty has my cat hasn't learned this yet, but my brother had a cat named Kitty. He was he was very inventive with his names. And really he, original. <laughs> and he used to um, throw like you know the top of um, of like a water bottle or something. He used to throw it. She used to pick it up and bring it back to him. Oh, wow. Well, you know, cats, uh, isn't there that thing where cats like to give presents to their owners? They'll bring, like, dead birds and stuff. Maybe that's his version of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Pi does that, too. She brings her toys, especially when she's been bad. 
all of a sudden I'll find like three or four toys in front of my bedroom door. <laughs> like an apology. Here, you can be my toy. It's so cute. I know. <laughs> like, she had done something and she knew she was bad. Then she will, I, I'll be in my room and the next thing I'll hear is like her back feet against, she does that. She put, lays on her back and she uses her back feet to knock against the door. Wow. And so I open the door and there's like her with her back feet up and toys. Oh, <laughs> I know, it's so cute. Um, do you, um, I'm going to change the complete thing. Um, oh, do you have anything fun. coming up? Any? I know oh. we've been in lockdown, but do you have any new stuff that you want to tell the audience about? I don't really right now. That's, that's the problem with animation is there's like a lot of lead time. So when I'm working on something, an NDA usually covers it, and I can't talk about it until they're they're ready. I can talk about the stuff I just did. Okay. Uh, this is um, a Hello Kitty series. It's called. Hello Kitty and Friends Super Cute Adventures. Aww. And it is super cute. So they said we, we weren't going to talk about cuteness, but, um, but yeah, the, uh, the artist made it super cute. <laughs> and the writers did as well. Uh, I got to be the head writer for it, which was really neat. Um, working with friends of mine and just uh, some legends, really, in, in animation, which has been such a pleasure. Um, and just... Uh, kind of shepherding it along and making sure everything's going smoothly and on brand uh, because, you know, a, a company like Sanrio has been around a long time and they have a, a brand. They have, they, they've made their mark on society uh, and their brand is, is, is really it's about small gift, big smile. It's the idea of, of giving small gifts and how, how happy that makes people. And it's, I keep telling them, it's been like a gift to work with them every, every day. Uh, just the, the people are really upbeat. Um, they're, they're just, they're like rays of sunshine. It's like the people you expect to work at that company work there. That's you know? cool. Uh, they're very super considerate. Um, you, it's just like, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a really neat experience. I'm not saying, I mean, in animation, gen general, you got a lot of very upbeat, happy people that are there because they want to be there. Uh, they're, they're, nobody gets into animation <laughs> not wanting to do it because it doesn't pay as much as other kinds of writing. Um, but but these guys in particular, I don't I don't know if it's the corporate culture uh, or just the, they're just nice people and. Uh, and it's, it's been really fun, and and they listen to me, which is also fun. Too. <laughs> like my decisions and my ideas, and and I never feel like I have to like throw weight around or anything, or or you know, I just say my opinion, and then they want my opinion and everything. So I got to um, I got to give opinions on all the animatics, uh, and and give ideas like, hey, here's you know, here's this thing looks like this, but I think we could do it a different way. What if we you know. Uh, the animatics are like the it's basically like animated storyboards in a way it's like the ru really really rough not quite animation uh, so I got to go through that. so it starts out with storyboards and then there's animatics and then there's um, rough cut animation and then there's animation and I got to go through all the stages and give opinions and suggestions which was really great and attend all the voiceover sessions and, and help make decisions on that and it's been really fun um, and kind of got to help develop the series like they gave me the characters because they've had these characters for so long. I mean, they're, they have a, a following, uh, which has also been kind of interesting to work with, um, like like a, a brand that's been around for so long. But uh, they gave me the characters, and we just kind of figured out, like, how is the town going to uh, A caring company, I guess, is the way to put it. I mean, all the people there were just seemed like they care about other people, they cared about the show. Uh, there's some very detail-oriented people, uh, like to the point that they would notice that the artist drew a hook the wrong way on one of the shelves in the background of a, of a store, you know. I mean, that's, that's an amazing eyesight there. I was so impressed. Um, and so we, that gets fixed before it makes it to an animation stage. Uh, and that sort of thing, like, these guys cared about 
the series so much, and that's one of the other reasons that made it such a joy to work with them. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, they they live by what they what, what their philosophy is, which I, I don't know if that's rare in a company. I've been I've worked with several really good companies, uh, but yeah, the, the idea of small gifts, big smile was, was really there the, the whole time, uh, and been been very cool. Uh, another project project that I worked on was longer ago, but because animation takes so long, it just kind of got announced as a as a Lego show, and it's called Monkey Kids, and it's <laughs> playing in China right now, and I don't get to see it, and I'm so sad about that, but the, the animation there is gorgeous, the action is fantastic, and I um, I, I hadn't realized this until I was there for a couple of days, one of the producers came up and introduced herself, she's one of the animation producers in charge at the animation company side, and she introduced herself, and she... Um, she said, we worked together on, on Nico and the Sword of Light. I'm like, oh, that's how I know. That's how you look so familiar. But she had, you know, flown in from somewhere and, and everything else, and I hadn't, I, I was like, I couldn't place her. I couldn't figure it out. Because you only see the, the, an animation producer, like, once, and you're a staff writer or just a freelance writer. You don't really, you can meet him once or twice, you know. And so she, but she remembered me, and uh, I think she, she might be one of the reasons why it's, the action's fantastic, just like the other show. Um, it, it just, I don't know, it's so dynamic and you, can, you just feel it as you're watching it. So I hope it gets to the United States soon because I really want everyone to see this. Um, the characters are fun. The uh, the guy who kind of created it all and and, and uh, got the first season together and, and everything. He's just a brilliant, a brilliant writer. Really nice person. Uh, you couldn't work for a, a nicer person in this industry, and and that's saying a lot because there's so many nice people in this industry, and uh, it's just it's, this is another one of those really great experiences. So I hope it comes out soon in America, and that everybody can see it. But it, it really wasn't for China, uh, and it's it's just gorgeous, and I hope I hope it'll uh, it'll make it here soon. Um. That's one question I have. Um, when something's made for another country, does it come here after a while? Uh, it depends on the thing. Um, so maybe that won't. But now that Netflix is a thing, uh, Netflix often acquires things that. So we're. You know, I'm hoping something like that will happen, or uh, maybe it'll be on the internet. That that happened with one of the um, shows that I worked for. That was for an overseas company. Uh, for an overseas group. They um, they put it on YouTube eventually, so we got to see a little bit. Then they took it down eventually, so we didn't get to see it after that. <laughs> but at least I got to see it, you know. Um, yeah, it, it it does sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. You're right, and then it's sad, and we don't ever get to see it. But uh, there's been hints that hopefully it will. And there we've been seeing trailers. Like we can you can see trailers on Twitter. Uh, and that's been kind of neat to see the trailers. Well, that's at least you get to see something of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, do you, um, we're coming to the end. Do you have any kind of virtual panels <laughs> or conventions or anything like that? Yeah, virtual is the key word there, huh? No, I wish I had something to promote right now. Um. Again, too many NDAs, and there's, I have, there's not a lot going on uh, for me because I just, you know, just finished really with um, with some of the stuff. Um, let's see, anything important? I've got a lot of friends that I should plug, <laughs> plug their stuff, I guess, uh, and there'll be more stuff later. But um, I guess if people could follow me on um, Twitter, it's spelled just like my name. It's just at Shane. Uh, and my name is called Bunny S H A E N E. Uh, you can see stuff. Usually, I'll tweet out stuff that we worked on. I tweeted out every single uh, Hello Kitty episode that came out. <laughs> if you like Hello Kitty, even if you don't, I think you'll. Uh, I think there's something to like about every episode. Um, there's just um, a lot of fun. The the writers did some amazing things with it. When you, when you only have three minutes, I, how do you tell a story? in three minutes that's deep and meaningful and has humor and you know that's 
the things people are doing today with uh, with short are, have been amazing, and uh, that is, I think these these writers just knocked it out of the park. So we uh, I think there's something in it for everybody if they wanted to um, take a look at the Hello Kitty, um, and you can find it from my Twitter or you can find it on YouTube under just type Hello Kitty and friends. Super cute adventures and super cute is all one word. <laughs> Super cute adventures. That's a good name. <laughs> I have a writer page on Facebook too. If anybody wants, it's just Shane Siders, S H A E N E, and then S I D E R S. I'm I'm on Instagram, but I think it's just at Shane again. But I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't use it enough. Somebody's gonna have to teach me how to use Instagram better. I think. Yeah, I I did a lot of experimenting on that. You know, when you're older, you t- it's not as easy when you that's when you're a kid. Kids pick this stuff up so quickly. <laughs> well, I'm a computer nerd. Like, I used to do computer programming and, and stuff like that and and teach about software that, you know, uh, software for people who develop software, basically, <laughs> and all that stuff. And I still don't get Instagram, so I don't I don't know that it's, it's an age. Maybe it's an age thing. Maybe I'm getting old now. <laughs> uh, but maybe it's just... Um, it just needs to be clearer too. I mean, a lot of interfaces are going international as part of it, and they so they're not they're using icons instead of words and things like that. So I think um, maybe getting used to design or just getting used to the way it's being used is part of it. Yeah, that's true. I, it's, it's it's interesting. The the technical world and uh, changes constantly. Hard to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's part of why I like science fiction so much. We talked about science fiction earlier today before we started the interview. And, um, yeah, I, that's one of the reasons I love science fiction is I like the technology aspect. It's, it's very interesting. It is. It is. I love, I love that, too. Um, unfortunately, we're coming to the end. Um, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on my show. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. It was really nice of you. Thank you. And thank you for chatting, Sherry.